But I posted the life out of that on the status. Look at us. We've just won this award. Look at this. Look, another positive review on Trustpilot. They're looking. They are seeing all the time what's going on. Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal of what it takes to start and grow a business fast. It's all about earning the right, where we work hard today so we can reap the reward tomorrow. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Clive Maloney. Well, hey, 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 welcome. This is the first official episode of season two of the Get Rid of That Business podcast. I'm Clive Maloney, and today we are talking with a well-known TV personality about his journey in building a digital marketing agency. Now, this is going to appeal to anybody who wants to do exactly the same thing. It really doesn't matter if you are starting a brand new company of your own, or perhaps if you've had a company going for a while, but you want to scale this up. You want to start making more money with it. Uh, We're going to be looking at exactly what you need to do that. And you don't even need to be a celebrity like my guest is today. (laughs) Now, if digital marketing is not your thing but you do have a business that you want to scale up, then stick around anyway, because a lot of the topics that we're going to talk about today are going to be absolutely transferable to any service-based business uh, and probably a lot of product-based businesses as well. It's just about figuring out how it actually applies to your business, which is always the particular challenge, isn't it? How you take anything and then apply it to your life, your business. But nevertheless, there's going to be tons to learn here today. Now, digital marketing itself is a real growth industry right now. I don't know if you've noticed. Probably a lot of it is to do with the coronavirus and the pandemic that we're going through right now. Uh, There's so many people out of jobs. They've lost their jobs. And, of course, maybe like me 10 years ago when I started my business, I did so on the back of losing my job. I was made redundant. Uh, And uh, longer story here, but um, uh, basically there's a lot of people starting a job right now because it's not easy to get a job. It's not easy to go and work for somebody else because there's so fewer jobs out there. So one of the easiest things to do is start your own business. And uh, I actually think that it's probably too easy these days to start a business. Uh, you know, I think all you've got to do is just call the tax person, like the tax company, let them know that you're, you're in business uh, and then go and announce yourself. You're, you're officially in business. You can start making money. So I actually think it's too easy to start a business. But having said that, what the challenge is, is how you go out and, uh, and actually acquire clients and actually start building it from scratch. Having a business in name only doesn't matter. So today we're going to look at what you need to do to grow a digital marketing agency. And uh, I say digital marketing agencies or anything to do with marketing right now is hugely popular. One is the fact that if you want to start a business right now, then that's just one option for you. And the other is the fact that there's so many other businesses out there. They're not themselves digital marketing companies, and they don't know very much about marketing. They could be doing all kinds of things. And so they need somebody who can market their business, who can get them clients. And so if you are thinking about starting this kind of business, this is really a growth time. And even though it feels like it's quite a crowded market right now, if you look at the amount of uh, businesses out there who offer marketing, there's, there is so much opportunity, more opportunity than probably any other time, you know, I would argue. So today is the time if you want to start a digital marketing agency. Specifically, what we're looking at today is how you can start and grow a digital marketing agency to seven figures and beyond. And what are the number one marketing strategies that you need to do to help you get there? 
and we're going to be answering all those questions and more here on the Get Real About Business podcast. But before we get into that, I just want to say that I said right at the beginning of the show that this is the first official episode of the uh, season two Get Real About Business podcast. Uh, but actually, I did a, an episode zero. And if you're not familiar with uh, this kind of terminology and sort of podcasting, episode zeros are like the in-between episode or a prequel to, uh, to a season. And uh, and back in episode zero, which I'm going to put a link for in the show notes page, I actually talked about why I felt it was time to start a new season. And it was a little bit like a glimpse into behind the scenes of my businesses and what was going on there. So if you're the kind of person who, like when you're perhaps like walking down the road, you're looking to other people's windows to see you know, what kind of furniture they've got, what lifestyle they've got, who, what kind of people they are, then that is an episode I really suggest that you go and check out. You can learn a lot about me and where I'm heading my business and how I run my business and some of the decisions that I make. But also, if you're looking to become a, a podcaster yourself and use that as part of your business growth strategy, then you'll get plenty of good insights there. Uh, so do check that out. But one of the things that I found in season one was really important to growing any podcast and growing any business, really, is the importance of reviews. And so for today's Listener Spotlight, I just want to stop and take a moment to say thank you to Sonia Floyd. Sonia Floyd recently left a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts. She says, one of my go-to podcasts. And then she goes on to say, I love Clive's down-to-earth, honest and authentic approach to discussing what works and what doesn't in business. His high energy and enthusiasm is infectious. Thank you, Clive. Uh, so listen, thank you, Sonia. Uh, I really appreciate that. Okay, only takes a minute or two to leave a review, but I really appreciate that you took time out to do that. So I want to say a big thank you to Sonia for doing that. And anybody else, if you listen to this show right now, you've maybe you listened to it before and you've got value from it, and also you listen to this today and uh, and you you get a ton of tips, then can you do me a favour? Pop on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find this show and just leave us a review. Uh, you know how these things work. The more reviews that we get, the more people uh, find out about us uh, and it just helps us to grow the show. And we're doing this for one reason only and that's simply just to help people. There's so many people struggling in business right now and you don't need to. So you know, this podcast is designed to help you get ahead. So let's get on and talk about our topic today, which is how to start and grow a digital marketing agency. And to help us with that, we have an old friend of the show coming back from season one. I recently helped him launch his brand new podcast, uh, which is attracting a lot of attention right now with some really amazing guests and incredible interviews. Uh, He's possibly one of the most well-connected people I've ever known. Uh, He's hugely energetic and he is uh, a celebrity himself. Uh, he's a guy who runs his business while appearing all over the world, uh, appears on red carpet at Hollywood and other prestigious places too. But he's able to do that because he's grown a business that allows him to do that, that allows him to do other things and pursue other pursuits while bringing in money and he's not having to uh, handhold his team. He's not having to micromanage his business. He's done this because he's built the business in the correct way. He is, of course, founder of We Are Next Generation. He is Johnny Pash. So, Johnny Pash, welcome back to the Get Real About Business podcast. Hello, welcome, Clive. Thank you so much for having me once again. Well, it's okay. How are you, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. You obviously didn't screw up too badly on the first time because we got you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I obviously, you know, gave across some sort of education yeah, and well, you that's... broke me back in. I love it. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what we're here for. Uh, back in season one, do you remember we were talking about lava lamps and your diva moments and other things as well? Oh my well, God, so. yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, yeah. It, it was great. That seems so long ago. That seems so long ago. That, that's when... Yeah, that's that was at WeWork, wasn't it? And it was it was a pretty crazy day. And I was talking about the salt lamp that's and everybody's initiation to walking into the office. They have to lick it. Yeah, and I must be. When you told me that, I thought, well, look, I'm not putting my tongue when somebody else put their tongue. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but but listen, and um, before we before we get too serious, okay, uh, it's a really important question to ask you. Last time I asked you, uh, what was your diva moment? This time I want to ask you, uh, what's what's up with your tan, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for your lovely listeners, um, had a really lovely holiday to Barcelona with with my fiance. I've got a my, my best friend lives out there. We had an amazing time. Just on the last night, it was on the Saturday evening, all of these news reports came flooding in to say that any British tourists overseas at the moment are going to have to go into two weeks quarantine as soon as you land. It was like absolutely ridiculous. People were going crazy. People were trying to get home before 12 o'clock on that evening just so they could avoid it. Anyway... We um we had a few too many drinks. We um we got to our flight early hours of the morning, and I've got to say it was it was the most intrusive thing. We had to fill out this form on the Gov website. They're all standing around you, asking you questions of what time are you going to be home? Where do you live? Who are your family members? Who's going to be picking up your shopping when you're in quarantine? What have you got planned for the week? All of this type of thing, it was you just don't need that after a flight and a lovely relaxing holiday. Anyway, we um, we came out of the airport at Gatwick. Mm. One of the news reporters recognised me and they're like, Johnny, Johnny, let's get an interview. So I had The Independent there, BBC Radio, ITN, Sky News, and they're all flooding around asking for interviews. But by this point, I wasn't kind of taking it too seriously. And I'm trying to, you know, push my luggage out and get away from the reporters whilst loving it at the same time. And, and my fiance is going absolutely mental. And, um, yeah, this one particular reporter said, what are you going to do um, in uh, quarantine? And I said to him, I've got such a beautiful tan. I'm not going to show it off. To, I'm not going to be able to show it off to my family and friends. And that little snippet got played all over the place. I had over three and a half thousand complaints <laughs> on, their, on their YouTube link. People were going mental. You know what, Clive? I asked you this last week. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking about tapping back into them and seeing if they want to follow me on my podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? The, I, I think the, the best thing you can do is get attention. You know, and I, I think that yes, you had three and a half thousand complaints, and they're probably thinking, you know, privileged so and so. I'll leave that expletive. Um, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I sp- we all say funny things, don't we? Caught in caught in a moment, and uh, yeah. you know, you've just been on holiday. Of course, you got a tan. Yeah, I, I get that, and uh, I, I can also see how a lot of people would just see that as just a bit of a stupid thing to say. But. Um, you know, seriously, yeah. The, uh, the, I suppose that's the beauty of, of having a following. 
um so yeah tap into that and i'm glad that you mentioned your podcast uh so recently we have started and launched your podcast to get real about business sorry the johnny pass show (laughs) (laughs) i like that little plug in between yours like Uh, it (laughs) it's funny how things just roll off the uh, the tongue all the time but you started the johnny pass show uh, and it was a privilege to be part of that journey before we dig too much into digital marketing itself uh, because actually i want to say up front starting a podcast is probably not a good opening move whatever company you're at it is a good move if you're in Johnny's position where you've got an established business. And so, you know, podcasts are great to be on. I would suggest that if you are growing your business, whatever stage, go and guest on other people's podcasts uh, because that's a really great way of starting. But you do not want to do what Johnny's doing now because it's a later stage move for growing any business. But tell us a little bit about your journey in, in growing your podcast, Johnny, and what, what made you start? Well, I firstly got to say thank you so much for all of your hard work and advice and training, um, you know, from all of the team at Get Real About Business, because you can come up with an amazing idea to launch a podcast, but there's so many technicals that, that come into play with it. You have to launch it professionally and to the best of its ability. And I think if I didn't have your coaching and everything else around it, it wouldn't have got to the great success as it is to, to today. Mm. And I and in answer to your question, why and how did I start? It's literally, it was all down to isolation. We had an amazing interview on your show and it's always been in the back of my mind to do this type of thing, but I didn't, I didn't kind of know how you could get into that. It's very different from myself presenting on the red carpet or hosting an event. Your presenter type of format changes and it was, it took a little, quite a few shows to get into that way of delivering and presenting to a screen and a handhold microphone. It's all very different. Um, but, um, yeah, do you know what? It was completely down to the isolation. It gave me the time to, to really plan the show with yourself, really drum up um, a lot of amazing guests who are equally not as busy possibly and are all stuck at home and they're pulling their hair out in in their walls of their house and thinking, God, I just want to speak to an energetic fellow online for a second. Yes, absolutely, Johnny, I'll be a, a guest of your podcast. But I've got to say, Clive, it's been certainly one of the best things I've ever achieved. And yeah, once again to you guys, thank you so much for, for helping me with everything. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, it's, it's just nice to be part of the journey, Johnny. As I said a moment ago, creating a podcast of your own is probably a, not a good move if you're just starting out. Uh, but you could, of course, go on and be a guest on somebody else's show. Uh, so you've seen it from both sides, being a guest on somebody's show and, uh, and producing your own. What do you think are some of the unexpected benefits that, you, that you've seen as being part of a podcast? You know... The one thing that I've really enjoyed about this whole podcast process is just interviewing some really incredible people from different weights of life and just hearing their story. Because for myself, it's just self-education. I'm interviewing so many entrepreneurial style figures from lots of different areas in kind of spirituality, investment, real estate, 
motivational speaking, UFO experts, philanthropy. It's just been so enjoyable to hear all of their 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 journey and their process, and and possibly how they became successful in everything that you know they're they're doing in their day to day life. So for me, yeah, just that self education has has been brilliant. But also from the back end of that, it's generated a lot of business from my advertising agency, Next Generation. You, you know, it's we've we've got some great clients off the back end of a lot of the podcasts that we've been doing. Exposure-wise, um, it's just massively promoted my podcast and my name and my brand out there, which has been fantastic. You know, I, I think we've had about six or seven uh, magazine publication interviews, all promoting the show now over in Los Angeles and London. Wow. I've got another free interviews coming out very, very soon over the next few weeks. I've just, um, I've just gone on board with Expat Radio, who absolutely loved the podcast originally, interviewed me, and now the podcast shows are going to get played across Expat Radio, going out to millions once a week. So. You know, to launch something which is really creative, interviewing the right guests, it can lead you to so many different opportunities and it opens so many doors. And that's what I've just really enjoyed about the whole process. Mm. Yeah, what, what's that uh, popular quote? I just go something along the lines of, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I agree with you there. I was talking about this a little bit back at episode zero is that one of the huge benefits about being on a podcast, now today's not specifically about being on a podcast, but it is a good route if you want to grow a marketing business or anything else. Get yourself seen and start associating with people who are further ahead and who are successful and who are entrepreneurial minded. Um, because, you know, I know that my business has been pulled forward by the podcast. Um, it's the whole thing about expert by association as well. And, uh, you know, you've always been well connected, uh, but it's opened up new avenues to you as well. Yeah, it's opened up many more connections as well. I mean, just to kind of throw a few names out there. I had a chat with Jordan Belfort the other day, Wolf of Wall Street. Really excited to get him on board, but unfortunately he wants $10,000 to be interviewed. <laughs> um, well, he's paying you $10,000? No, 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 I wish. <laughs> he he wants me to pay him $10,000 for an hour interview. Hey, you know. But look, we had the conversation. Maybe when the podcast gets bigger and bigger in the next year or so, yeah, he may call me and come back on board. Also... I'm in talks with uh, Mark Randolph, the CEO of Netflix. Right. And I'm just, yeah. Uh, mate, do you know what it is? Instagram. I've just recently got back on board with Instagram. I've got, um, I've got my social team uh, who are behind it. They're posting regular content. Mm. I'm using that as a platform now because I've got quite a profile on there and, and already following I'm just direct messaging a lot of these very entrepreneurial important figures like Mark Randolph. And, you know, I'm just giving them the blurb of, we'd love to have you on. I've got a very aspirational audience and I know that they'd really want to learn from your story. And I've had some brilliant feedback. So many people are up for it. You know, I've, I've grafted a heck of a lot. I've, um, I've really put the word out there from, 
kind of national re- reality TV stars at the moment. A lot of the popular shows on Netflix, um, some of the biggest motivational speakers worldwide from Tony Robbins, T. Harvecker, um, Damon John. You know, I'm in connection and speaking to a lot of these important people and they will come on and it's really exciting to enjoy that process. So, yeah, watch this space, basically. Who knows who I'm going to bring on on the show next? And big special thank you to all of the guests that, that have been on so far because they've really enjoyed it. And they personally posted out on all of their social media as well, just showing thanks for the Johnny Pass show and being a part of the show, which has amalgamated a whole new kind of following an audience to the show as well. So yeah, it's in a nice kind of, it's in a nice kind of wind tunnel at the moment is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. A nice steady flow. Yeah. That was okay. good. And the, you've had some really high caliber guests already. And so it's nice to see that, you know, you're taking those high caliber guests, you've leveraged uh, their networks, and now you're climbing to even higher and higher caliber yeah. guests. So um, really well done. Um, I, I want to take a step back a little bit because not everybody's in the position to start and host their own podcast and say it's not the, uh, it's, it's not a good opening move. Um, we're not just focused with opening moves, but I think that this is probably a good place to start. One of the things about being you, Johnny, one of the things about being you is that uh, when you start your business, you've got the advantage that, of course, you're, you're well connected. Um, but you've also got a disadvantage that people know you for one thing, and that is not internet marketing. That's not digital marketing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I want to d- dispel any thoughts of anybody listening right now that Johnny had it easier. Johnny has worked very hard for this. But if we were to go back, how long has it been running your business now? Coming up to three years. Three years. So three years. uh, And actually, that's a relatively short space of time. But in that time, you've built a good business and you're making a lot of money right now. Yeah. Um, If you would go back and you would do it again, okay? Now, I know, like, no regrets and all the rest of this. But if you were to take what you knew knew then, how would you approach starting a digital marketing agency? Yeah, I mean, look, I think... I think with any kind of agency or company um, that you want to launch right from the beginning, you just got to dive in head first and figure it out. Literally. I mean, you've got to fail forward is, is the classic kind of quote, but it's absolutely true from Les Brown. Um, and you just got to, you just got to figure it out. You've got to look, it's going back to my, my points of, when we had a conversation yeah. to launch an advertising agency or a marketing agency is massively competitive. There's so many different entrepreneurs out there that want to create the next best thing. What I say to your listeners is right from the beginning, come up with a niche, unique angle that your ad agency can specialize in. If I look at what we're doing at Next Generation, I've been I've been in marketing and advertising for well, around about the same time as all of my TV presenting, about 15 years. One thing that we do and we like to tailor and we like to be pros at 
is lead generation and investment lead generation. Most of our clients are within investment real estate. So we just focus on the best way to generate the highest quality leads. Now, there are so many companies out there that want to do social media marketing and this and that. What I'd say to your listeners is, come up with something that you're really good at, that you're really experienced at, and just run with it. It could be video production, it could be video marketing, it could be direct mail, it could be social media, influencer marketing as well. Just be a pro in one particular sector and just run with it. Mm. At the moment, my company specializes in lots of different avenues, but that's only because we started off with investment lead generation from the beginning. We got a nice steady flow of clients coming in and booking with us every single month. And then what I could then do is build the team and bring in the specialist in lots of different areas from video production, video marketing, content creation, um, design creation, website design, SEO, PPC, influencer marketing. You know, we've, from the early days of bringing in that early business, we have now scaled the company and we are specializing in lots of different areas of marketing. So if you're listeners out there, just focus on one really good thing that you're good at and execute it to the best of your ability. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's really good advice, Johnny, actually. There's it's, there's three things I'm going to pick out of this, uh, and I, I, I want to emphasise this, really. You said, first of all, pick a niche, because uh, everybody talks like the, the riches are in the niches, or niche, however you choose <laughs> yeah. to say it. Um, but uh, I've been through this same conversation so many times. Like Everybody is hesitant to pick a niche because they think they're closing things down, but in actually fact, what you're doing is you're, uh, you're making your marketing way more compelling and you're actually making it easier to find people. When you slim down and you pick a niche, it's easier to find the people that you're looking for. And it doesn't matter what it is. You know, certainly if I was going to start a digital market, I've thought about this many a time, so I'd, I'd love to start a digital marketing agency of my own. I reckon I could rock it. I really could. You could do it easily. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's only because, not because I'm special, but because I understand the strategy in growing a business and because, you know, I've had the privilege of working with people like you, Johnny. Um, but... Um, the thing is, it doesn't actually matter what niche it is. So you chose property. It could be anything. It could be, uh, it could be pest control. It could be like uh, insurance. It could be yeah. a lot of different things. Pick one thing. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Because you're an entrepreneur. You just want to make money, possibly. Um, and then, so that's the first thing. Pick a niche. Doesn't matter because you can switch later. If three years down the line you decide really not feeling it. Let's go on to another niche and you would have gained, or you would gain there with loads of experience. So there's nothing lost. Um, and then the second thing you said is, which is really important here, you say like do email marketing or do this or do that, but pick one thing. And this is the perfect way to start is you want to pick one product or one service that you offer. Don't think about building a suite. It's called the smallest viable product, SVP, smallest viable product. You yeah. pick something that's easy to get up and go. You go out and start selling that and make it really simple to start with. And you can add layers of complexity afterwards. And you can build your product ladder and all the rest of that afterwards and bring in new product offers. But find one audience and offer them one thing and go and sell it. Um, and I noticed one thing that you said, first of all, this whole idea about f- uh, feigning forwards. Okay. Did you spend 
months and months and years and years learning about digital agency before you start, sorry, learning about digital marketing before you started your own agency? Yeah, absolutely. Um, built up many, many years of experience in ad selling. Mi well, selling space, as they call it. Yeah. Um, you know, from display ads to, to email marketing mostly. Built up many years of experience and realized that there was a certain number of different publishers which were the best at generating leads. So, you know, in essence, a client coming on board with us in the early days, spending a big advertising budget, and then us as media planners are responsible for spending that client's budget on lots of different areas to maximize the best response. Yeah. It only, it took a lot of failing and a lot of positive campaigns to get you to where you are at the point today to say, right, I'm now going to launch my own company with this select few um, category of publishers to maximize the, the best response. So, yeah, it took a lot of experience. But do you know what, Clive? It took a bit of procrastination as well. <laughs> I... I realized that being the director of another firm before mine and then another firm before that, looking back on it now, I single-handedly built up those companies. Mm. And, and it was having that monthly wage paid into your account to give you that stability to eliminate that scarcity, which gave you the procrastination of launching your own company. I should have done it years ago. Yeah. But you learn as you, you grow and, um, and there's not, you know, there's, there's never a right time to, to do something. The path will open up for you yeah. and you will get pushed into the right path. And that's what happened just under three years ago. And I just knocked myself. I, I wish I'd, I did it years ago, really. Yeah, so it's really interesting to hear you say that because uh, one of the things that I see a lot, and I've done this as well, I you know went out and spent years qualifying and training and doing everything I until I felt I was ready to start what I you know what what I do now. What this question originally started out was like, if you were to go back and do it again, what would you do differently? The one thing I would do differently is I wouldn't spend uh, like months and months and years and years learning and training and studying the subject. Do you know what the best thing you can do? Like, get yourself on a course. I mean, you can learn uh, the basics of uh, digital marketing in, say, three to four months. You can yeah. learn enough in that time to uh, to be able to help people make a difference, to be able to get people a result. And you just need enough. And then from that point, uh, what I would say is go out and start your business. There's plenty of places that you can go to find them online. In fact, uh, Crunchbase. Uh, Crunchbase is a great website if you're looking. Have you heard of that one, Johnny? No, I haven't. What are they specialising in? Yeah, Crunchbase, great place. If you're looking to find people who are, um, it's, it's good for lead generation. And on there, you can find people who have raised capital, who've uh, raised uh, venture funding. And this is a really good place to start, is that what you want to do is you want to find people like that. So use companies like crunchbase.com. Go on there, find people who have got that capital, because you know what? They want to spend it. 
They want to spend it because they've got that money. And where do they want to spend it? They want to spend it on getting clients to make them more money. So that's yes. a really easy way to start. And so what I would say is, if you're starting now, don't do the procrastination that Johnny did and that I did. And don't think that you've got to be the world's biggest expert. You've just got to know enough to be able to apply it to help people make a difference. And then after that, like, you know, if there's something that's too complicated for you, well, you can outsource it. You, you bring people around you. And the thing is, you can go on something like People Per Hour and, you know, all these other websites where you can hire in talent to do that work for you if you can't. So, you know, my starting advice would be take everything that Johnny said, but add to it, do not spend months and years training first. Just get your business started. Go on places like Crunchbase, find clients, and then, well, we can talk about more, more where to go from there. But, you know, start by starting your business, not by spending years in training. No, no, no. I totally agree Agree with you there. It's that, it's that entrepreneurial mindset, isn't it? It's about taking the big risk, but not being afraid to fail. Um, so much procrastination out there. Just dive in head first and figure it out. And as I mentioned to you before we had this podcast, have your niche, an area of marketing which you are a pro at, and then on the back end of that, when you're launching your company, create as much content as you can around that niche. Be the pro, but also write as much blog content as you can. Create videos around it, educational videos, um, you know, pictures, and post on all of your social accounts every single day with different messaging about why you guys are the pros in that particular area. You have to brand and market yourself, and it's gonna it's gonna really increase the element of trust with the clients you know you're about to approach and drive with your business development yeah yeah um if anybody's listening to the episode with dr tyson franklin he gave some really uh, good advice i'll put the link in the show notes so i in, uh, interviewed him uh, back on season one and uh, he was saying that uh, like the way you want to think of it is that if what you did was illegal right so if property development and marketing property development was an illegal thing uh, and uh, somebody wanted to convict you for it could they go online and find enough evidence to to show that you are indeed doing it and you're currently doing it uh, so you know, I think that speaks very much to what you're doing there, Johnny, is that yeah, you've got to show everybody that you know what you're doing because how do people choose if you're the right person? Well, they're going to do a little bit of searching these days. Like they'll you know, get on and see what you know about it, not just because you can show up and you've got a bit of the gift of the gab. I never did, but some people do. Uh, they'll want to know that you're a person of substance and by creating content, then you get to do that, right? The yeah, I mean, to have the gift of the gab is actually a really good thing. Um, it's all about being confident and, and enthusiastic about what you're doing. And, you know, the thing that wins over business is your story. I've, I've, got, I've got so many years of experience, which I'm truly grateful for within this industry. When I relay that story over to my clients and be completely transparent with them about the industry, what's going on, where you're going to be getting your best leads, 
and how much it's going to cost you and the likely conversions that you're going to get. I'm very upfront and I'm very honest about how the journey is going to proceed when working with next generation. So I think with, it's all about your story. It's an, a massive amount of enthusiasm and just confidence about what you're going to be selling to these clients. Have a script written out. I've always gone by the guidelines of a script. It's, it's, in, my, it's in my head now. Mm. When you're trying to drive business development, have a script in your head which demonstrates the story, the unique selling points of working with you, and what the client is going to get out of it. That it's those three stages which are going to win the business. And for any advice for your listeners out there who are just starting out and they're trying to drive business, forget the naysayers, forget the current market that we're in with isolation and COVID. It's rubbish. There's business out there. There's clients out there who are looking to spend. There's clients out there that need customers. They need leads. Pick up the phone, find out who the CEO is on LinkedIn, call up and dig deep, get grafting, make as many calls as you can. You want to be sending out about six to eight proposals a day. Mm. Different marketing avenues, different lead generation options. You need to be sending that out a day to your clients to drive any type of impact or business confirmation into you. So dig deep, get on the phone and get selling your service, you know, as much as you can and as frequently as you can, but have a story about your experience and where it's heading mm. because clients will resonate with that and it will build a lot of trust when, well, ultimately, they come on board and spend their money with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right about you've got to be reaching out to new potential clients every single day. Was it six to ten, you said? I'd say six to ten proposals. Six to ten proposals a day. You want to get out there. But, I mean, you're talking 20, 25, 30 really positive conversations with clients. Mm. It's a lot of work that needs to go into this. <laughs> In the early days, but it you is. want to, the way I see selling with marketing and lead generation, you want to have a pipeline. I'm looking at my pipeline now. You want to have a pipeline of about 40 to 50 prospects on the wall that you've had conversations with. They're all in need of marketing and lead generation. You want to have so much out there, Clive, yeah. that you forget about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you're not chasing the clients. They're chasing you. Johnny, thanks so much for your proposal last week. Really like it. Want to go ahead with this. Back of your mind, you're thinking, wow, yeah. I remember that client. I had a really good conversation with that client. I sent a really positive proposal to them. I've left it up to them to make that decision. I haven't chased them. Because I know I've got so much out there in my pipeline, it will, it will come to me. When they're ready to push the button, 
They like my story. They like my proposal. They will come to me. There's nothing worse than August is, can be traditionally a bit of a quiet month mm. for a lot of people. People go away on holiday. The borders have just opened up. We've had beautiful weather. I'm not worried about August because I'm looking and I'm thinking my pipeline, to be honest, it needs a bit of work. My pipeline is so large that I know when these guys have got the budget, they're going to be calling me up. And it's a great position to be in. There's nothing worse than calling a client, have you checked the email? Have you checked the proposal? When are you, when are you looking to come on board with us? They're never going to spend with you that way. You have to let them, you have to plant the seeds so deeply that when they're ready in their mindset and they've had a fantastic month and they've got the marketing budget ready to spend, they will come to you. It's as simple as that. But you have to be enthusiastic, energetic. You have to portray the right story and you have to give them the benefit of why they are wanting to work with you in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Top marketer, John Burrows, he says the, you know, this, the secret to not having to to worry about where your next lead or client is going to come from is to have a really, really fat pipeline. And that means you've got to put loads and loads of people onto your pipeline. It means having lots and lots of conversations. And importantly, you've got to have a way to follow up with those conversations. So that means at a relatively early stage, you're going to want to think about a CRM or some kind of system for you to track where you're at in conversations and to remind you just to get back to in touch with, say, Johnny, uh, say, hey, Johnny, how are you doing? I haven't spoken for a while um, and see if you can move that conversation on. So the secret isn't just about chasing one or two people and hoping for the best. Um, you know, and even if they're the right people, uh, for some reason, some people are always going to say no. So you've got to be pursuing enough people. So I like your idea about every every day, six to ten people. You know, even if you did five, if, like reach out to five people every day. I've you know, I've got clients who've grown businesses like that, and uh, and it's manageable and it's workable. This, the thing is, you have to remember there's three priorities in your business. Priority number one, get more clients. Priority number two, service your clients, and priority three, no, like anything else. And most people do that completely the other way around. You've got to be going out and getting clients. So get on uh, websites like Crunchbase. Get in, you know, uh, reach out to people in your network. Find out who they know, and expand your networks in that area that you want to develop so i'm guessing that well i'm more than guessing johnny you've built a lot of contacts in the property development industry haven't you yeah property property investment property investment um wealth management alternative investment trading you know execution advisory fx type of trading anything with a higher ticket item to target a global investment audience is the way we generally go about it. And just to follow on what you just said there, I want to give your listeners a couple of little tips. WhatsApp is a really good tool for closing business. I Once I've had a really good conversation with my client over the phone, I've sent them the proposal. I will say to them, you know, are you on WhatsApp? Just in case I want to send you some added information. Without overloading it, WhatsApp's a great warm-up tool because you could plug Trustpilot testimonials in there. You can plug 
case studies of your previous work, some of your, your design work. You know, hey, Mr. Bigglesworth, just thought of a great idea. Been looking at your website. I feel that it, it needs a complete revamp, this and that. Look, check out these websites. This is what we've done. Are you looking for content marketing as well as your lead generation? It's a great warm-up tool. Now, a lot of clients will say it's too personal. You know, you're contacting my personal WhatsApp. It's too personal. I don't want to be talking business on WhatsApp. But everybody's on WhatsApp now. And, and I've found that WhatsApp is a great tool to close business because I can say, Mr. Bigglesworth, have you had a chance to look over my proposal? When are you ready to speak to me? When are you ready to have a conversation with me over the phone about the proposal? Great. Tuesday, 11 a.m. Great. I'll speak to you then. It's a great warm-up tool. And you know what? There's a lot of clients on WhatsApp which haven't spoken to you for a while. Keep posting positive messaging on the statuses because they're looking. You know, we won an award for best global investment lead generation agency of the year. We won that um, just over a month ago, which is fantastic. The article's coming out on CV magazine um, very soon. But I posted the life out of that on the status. Look at us. We've just won this award. Look at this. Look, another positive review on Trustpilot. They're looking, they are seeing all the time what's going on and let them come to you. They will come to you. Yeah. Uh, I just want to caveat that because they'll come to you because you're continuing the conversation because you're staying connected. And I love that. That is a top tip about WhatsApp there because the thing is like emails just very formal these days and a lot of people are moving away from that. If you can get on WhatsApp uh, and people are happy to accept that, obviously some people say no, but on the main, I think if you ask people, most people say yes, but it feels less formal and it feels more relaxed and it's a better kind of relationship. And so I think that's really good. And you mentioned a couple of other things there I want to pick up on. One is that you said like, if you see something on their website, this is a really good opening move. If you start out, um, you want to build your, like a, a digital marketing agency. The simplest thing to do, as I say, get on places like Crunchbase, find your audience there. And then what you want to do is you want to reach out to them and, use, um, and like perhaps start by going through their website or one of their landing pages. And you want to look to see how you can help them. And... You know, through whatever that is, whether like it's not good enough to to contact someone and say, "Listen, we do SEO. Would you like some you know, some work on that?" What you want to do is to lead on value. So you can say, "Listen, we were looking at your website the other day, and we noticed the number of things that you know that you can do to improve things." Um, listen, what I've done is put together a checklist of things that you might want to address. You know, would it be okay to send you that? Uh, and no obligation. If you want to talk with us through us and get us to do it, you can do that. If not, you can take this away and you can work on it yourself. Lead on value, lead on value. And the other thing that you said, which was a great example for, you know, for building a lead is to share your results. So when you just had a great result with one of your clients, and if you had no results, go out and work with people for free until you get results. When you've had a good result, like spread that all over, like let everybody know about those results. And uh, I agree. It's all social proof. It all shows that you know how to get results. It's all about positive messaging. Absolutely right. It's about bringing on board a client, doing a fantastic job in the early stages and get their testimonials in writing, 
so that you can put it on your website. This is the number one way that you're going to drive new business to your company. It's all word of mouth and it is all going on the referral basis of what a great job you've done previously. Now, in the early stages, it's going to be hard because companies are going to want to launch their company with, you know, with, with no references, no business in. So how do you overcome that? I think what you need to do is look out there and just grab some positive comments from some of your past clients, from some of your past companies, and just post it all over the website. And then you can start, when you've got the, the real ones coming in over time, you can start to fizz, fizzle them out. But um, yeah, just try to ask a few favors in the early stages from your friends and family to get some positive messaging to help you out. Yeah, I would add to that. I think that's great advice. I think that, you know, first you're going to want to leverage existing relationships and how people know you and, uh, and maybe they'll be able to talk to you, uh, talk about you more generally about what you like to do business with. Uh, but yes. you might not have had specific uh, expertise in a digital marketing agency or whatever it is that you do. So, uh, you know, leverage that to sort of help get those first clients. But I've said this many times before, I'll say it again. The best thing you can do is to go out and find yourself, say, five clients uh, and work for them for free for a period of time. Get them knockout results. Work your hardest and get some really good case studies. And then even though you've had to work for that, it might even be a little bit of a cost involved. Um, but those case studies will get your, bit, your business on the map. And then after that, you're rolling. Good idea. Um, I really, really like that. And another thing that you could do in the early stages as well, kind of touching on the working for free type of thing, is go and have lunch with all of your competitors. Oh, offer Offer to buy them lunch in the early stages. They don't have to be direct competitors, but they will be prime agencies that have been in the industry a really long time offer to buy them lunch just so you can pick their brains for the next hour and have a takeaway i know you're a big fan of takeaways yeah have a takeaway <laughs> not the uh, the edible ones <laughs> okay grab a takeaway and use that education to really improvise your agency from the off Got to do a lot of networking, but don't be afraid to, yeah, call up these guys. If you're kind of well connected to them or if you're not, go and have lunch with your competitors. Learn from them, learn from their mistakes, and then implement that into your new agency to the best of your ability. Yeah, yeah, love it. That's that's really good advice. I want to ask you one more thing uh, before we do wrap this up today. And it's really, because I know that you're now scaling your business, you're building a team around you. And if you follow what we've talked so far on the things that we talked about, Johnny and I, uh, on this podcast today, you, I reckon you could easily build an, an agency of sort of uh, 10 grand a month um, just you know, doing this process, reaching out to people, like going, um, finding your audience, be specific, reach out to people, offer to help them, and uh, and focus on one particular product, and then you basically build out your product ladder from there. 
Uh, so I want to ask you about how you scale. But before we do, obviously, people are going to want to talk with you if they want help with their marketing or, or maybe they want to buy you lunch, Johnny. <laughs> well, well, two questions then. What's your favourite meal for lunch? And then how do people get in, in touch with you? Uh, well, when I had the office at, at WeWork in Moorgate, because um, I've just I've just got rid of that office, haven't I, by the way, because obviously I'm fully set up in my house in Surrey. Yeah. But we're... We're moving the company out to Los Angeles anyway, relocating, hopefully before Christmas, um, dependent on Trump. But um, yeah, when I used to work in Moorgate, I always, it was always sushi, sushi every day, quick and easy, healthy. Oh, actually, I love a bit of Chipotle. Okay, there That's you go. Good. So if- was good, prep was good. Anything quick and easy that I can refuel and crack on for the rest of the day. So there you go. If you want to date Johnny's business and pick his brains, <laughs> uh, you won't be able to date him. He's, he's, uh, he's got a fiancé. Um, but uh, then sushi, <laughs> sushi and uh, Chipotle. Okay, that, so you that's... You have a, a drink in the net. Okay, drink in the net. I'm there on Thursday. Got lots of meetings packed out. But a drink in the net will be nice. Okay. And how do people get in touch with you, Johnny? So... For anything marketing and lead generation, and if you're just looking for a little bit of help and advice in your early stages, absolutely, I'm available for that. So check out the website, all the W's dot we are NXT generation dot com. If you want to have a little giggle and see everything that I'm doing on the TV presenter side from forthcoming shows, past video content, and you just want to listen to the podcast. It's www.johnnyjohnypach.com and shoot me an email, me at johnnypash.com. But um, absolutely, we'd love to hear from your listeners. I know how daunting it can be and how scary it can be to start your business in the early stages. And I can happily, you know, give across my my advice, everything that I've learned in the three years doing this yeah. and, and hopefully, you know, help you guys achieve as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, I'll make sure that I put all of the links that you mentioned there, including links to the Johnny Pass show, your new podcast. Definitely check that out. If you've not listened to it already, it's a really good podcast. Uh, you know, I, I might be somewhat biased here, but having been involved in the project, but genuinely, it's the kind of thing that I love to sit down and listen to. And I've listened to uh, pretty much every one of Johnny's shows. Uh, so, if you want to check those out, then uh, follow the the link to uh, the show notes page where all of these links are, and that's getrealaboutbusiness.com two dash one. So that's season two dash one. Uh, we'll um, put all the links there for you to follow. Now, final question before we start wrap up, uh, wrapping up, Johnny. We've got to this stage here. Let's, we've started our digital marketing agency sooner than we thought ready, um, but we start to make money now. What do we do to scale up? Yeah, look, as we mentioned, early stages, testimonial content is going to drive business for you. Yep. You've got to be ruthless on the phone, though. You've really got to put the work ethic in. I don't think... There's many people in this industry that graft as much as myself and you do, Clive, because we really, we get on the phone, we speak to everybody, and we create opportunity in business. 
if you're going to scale up, it's all within sales. You've got to upscale. You've got to put the work in to, to bring the clients in. It's as mm. simple as that. But if you do want to upscale, eventually you've got some solid clients on board. They're really happy with your service. You've got to start to bring everything in-house. So, you know, I outsourced a lot of different media owners um, for certain aspects of our lead generation. We're now bringing it in-house. I'm now recruiting young individuals who are absolute pros within their type of marketing skill set. And that is the way you upscale because it's very costly to keep spending out on different media opportunities with your client's budget and you're only retaining a small amount. You now need to focus on what's working and hire those recruits, bring them in-house, which are pros at that skill set. And that is the way you're going to upscale because your margins are going to go through the roof. Um, but you can only do that when you've steadily worked really hard from the beginning mm. and you've got a solid client base, your clients are happy and they're coming back with you. And we didn't even touch on the campaign management. Mm. One thing that I will say at the moment is proving quite difficult with our lead generation because a lot of the response levels have dropped. And I mean, look, that's the time of the year it's going to happen. When a client comes on board with you and they spend a lot of money with you, go over and above what is expected. Really go over and above what they have paid for. Always give that added value when they least expect it. That will confirm your repeat business. And that will also get you the trust pilots and the testimonials that you need. So always re reserve a little bit of that client's budget to go over and above what they're going to be expecting. That's the way you upscale. I love that. Four letters to live by. A-D-O-V. Always deliver outrageous value. And this is you know, how we go from one client to five clients to 10 clients or 100 clients is that you focus on giving people results. Essentially, that's what they want. And it comes back to the couple of things you were talking about earlier. You've got to have your story because your story helps people understand why it matters and why it's important in business. It's not just because it because you want to make money. It's because whatever your story is, that, that yeah. itself gives you a USP. And the other is that it's all about results. And particularly for a digital marketing agency, you've got to be focused on getting results. And so, you know, just start small, start out with what something you know. And then as you're, you're right, Johnny, as that starts coming in, you're making money there, you can hire in other talent. And, and even just on a case-by-case, -case, project by project um, basis, you don't have to, you know, get a full-time member of staff. But bring in other talent to bring in other opportunities you can flesh out the whole of your like marketing agency um so yeah this is how you grow and scale a business and and i think the thing is one of the things that i always admire about you johnny just before we wrap up here one of the things i always admire is how much guts and confidence you've got and i, I think that one of the things that often holds people back and myself included you know i've suffered for lack of confidence like a lot of people have uh, that <laughs> I suppose we all go through these moments. Um, 
is that we worry that if we're going to go out there and if we're going to market our business, if we're going to speak to new people, we're just going to annoy a lot of people. And it's true. At the end of the day, when you speak to people and go out and uh, market your business, you're going to have one of three outcomes. Either they're going to be offended that you've approached them in the first place, or they're going to like you, or better yet, they're going to hire you. Now, those people who are offended, it was just not a good match. Okay, and of course you can ask them. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, if if that upsets you, whatever. If you didn't like that approach, whatever. Uh, you know, is there any feedback you'd like to give us? Of course you can do that. But in the main for the main part, let them go. They were not a good match. There's plenty of other people out there who have a need, have a problem that you can help them with. Focus on that. And if you get a fat enough pu- pipeline, you can grow a business. And that's what you're doing right now, Johnny. Just to touch on that, don't be afraid to <laughs> someone off. <laughs> because your clients are, look if your client is really badgering at you down the phone and they can come across aggressive and unprofessional don't be afraid to hold your own and, and tell them straight in a professional manner manner what's going on maybe why why they're out of order and your solution stand your ground that's the most important thing in this this whole marketing advertising agency yeah. world that we're in, it doesn't always go according to plan. But if you stand your ground and you offer a solution of help and you're nice as pie all the time to these clients, even if they're driving you insane, they will have so much more respect for you. they admire your honesty and they come back and spend with you. It's as simple as that. I love it. And I think that's a great point to end on there. Uh, and, and it's not about confidence. It really is not about confidence. Confidence comes as a result of competence. Competence and confidence. Whole, this whole competence, confidence loop. And how do you get competence? You have the courage to try. You have the courage to stand up for yourself. You have the courage to go and ask for, for the business, to go out and start your business sooner than you feel ready without spending years and years and years learning every intricacy around the, the particular industry that you're involved in. You have to get out there. You have to get real. You have to start a business and uh, start making money and then just focus on giving your clients really, really great results. Results. I want to thank Johnny again for being on the show today. I'm sure we'll see him again soon. I also thank everybody who's listening right now. So thank you to you for listening. Without you turning up and, and doing this, uh, this show, of course, would not be possible. And uh, listen, if you're in the stage where you're looking to grow your business right now, whether it's a digital marketing agency or uh, maybe something similar, if you have gained something out of this first of all put into practice and if you want to go even faster and you need a bit of help just give us a call that's what we do at get real about business not only do we host a five-star rated podcast but we also sit down and, and spend time with clients to show them exactly how to go about growing and scaling a business to seven eight figures and beyond so just get in touch with us we'll put the link on the show notes page let me remind you the link to that again to the show notes page is get real about business.com uh, that's 
uh, 2-1, season 2-1. Uh, and uh, you'll find all the links to Johnny, Johnny's podcast, to me, uh, to the Get Real About Business podcast community if you want to join us on Facebook. Uh, do do that and uh, come back next time uh, as we'll be talking more tips and tricks for you to grow and uh, scale your business. And finally, reminder, if you are on YouTube right now, you can find more related videos uh, on the video here. So just click on those links and you'll find other videos. Until then, take care of yourself. Here's to you and your highly successful business.